0: That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
1: Talk cheese. Recorded live. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Big and Fruity, a podcast for people who like a glass of wine. Sit back, relax, pour out a glass of your favorite wine join our host, Mr. Dave A.C., for the next hour, while we enjoy some nice wine. And here he is now, a man who likes a good glass of red wine, your host, Mr. Dave A.C., And welcome everyone to the Big and Fruity Wine Podcast, episode 55, would you believe it, uh, on a rather sad day indeed. It's nine eleven, as they say in the United States. It's uh, the 11th of September, 2012, uh, 11 years, I believe, since the tragic events of the Twin Towers in New York. And... Um, I've got mixed... Well, not got mixed feelings about that. I mean, it's a very, very, very sad event. And, um, you know, uh, people do remember to mark it. There's even on here in the UK, yet again, a, a programme about one of the survivors of that. And um, it is a sobering thought and all those people who lost their lives. But also in my mind about New York at the moment is a scene of a British triumph because very early in the morning as it was here in the UK, Uh, Britain, Scottish tennis player Andy Murray took on uh, uh, Djokovic, the defending champion of the American US Open tennis, and in a fantastic, I hope this is not a spoiler for you, I hope you've already heard this, in a thrilling five-setter match that went almost five hours uh, winning the first two sets did Andy Murray started to fall back and let Djokovic back into the game. But finally, on his fifth attempt in a Grand Slam final, Andy Murray has won the tennis. He won the Olympic gold, beating Roger Federer. Only a week or so after losing to Roger Federer in the Wimbledon final. Yes, this, yes, this, this, yeah. this is a wine podcast. This is a wine podcast, but I do have other interests like science fiction, uh, golf, and tennis. I don't play them, but I love watching them, and of course the uh, Olympics. So it just while there's just me in the room, that's why I'm not introducing anybody. Let me just go off on this little thing, and then I'll welcome you properly into the wine section. If you're not interested at all in this, you can probably fast forward two or three minutes. But uh, yes, so New York, there we are. We've got this very tragic event that people will be looking back on and reflecting on uh, love lost ones. And yet um, it had been uh, this... I mean, I'm not comparing the two events in terms of their importance by any means. Uh, It just so happens that um, uh, those are my memories of New York at the moment um, because we've been waiting for this success. I suppose if there's a wine-related issue there... There is a toast involved. You can toast success. You can toast to people loved and lost and sad events. And um, I'm not saying that uh, drinking wine is a solution to all ills, but it is often an appropriate thing to mark uh, occasions of both sorrow and joy. So with that, I think i am going to steer clear of that thing. I don't want anybody thinking that I am making comparisons. It it was a tragic, tragic event. And I don't know how many Americans know that quite a lot of uh, British people lost their lives. I think about 800 from the UK. So it was uh, impacted around the world. Um, But let's brighten our mood and say this is Dave AC your host of the Big and Fruity Wine Podcast. We've been going over a year now. We do it every Tuesday night at 5pm Eastern Daylight Time on we'll Talk Show ID two seven two That equates for me here in the UK at 10pm in the evening. I'm not too sure whether I might have to consider changing the time to try and make it more easy for people to come on the call. And this is one of the things I wanted to say before we launched into the main topic. And that is that... Um, uh, this is not a carefully scripted podcast. You're not listening to a um, uh, a radio show where the host has a detailed auto-cue uh, scrolling down the screen, uh, reading the whole script. The whole point about this show is that it has to be left open because it is, although you may be listening to the recording now, it is done as a live show that you are requested and welcomed and wanted to come in and join live. You can come in and join live without actually coming in on audio, but you can actually take part and contribute in terms of uh, inputting some information or links or whatever into the chat client. Yes, there's a chat client here at TalkShoe. You just go to Google, put Tortue in. When you go to you, just look at any page where there's the call ID box and put in double one double two seven two. 272. If you have a phone plan that allows you to call America, or you live in America and the cost is very low, then you can dial a phone number, which is 724-444-7444. You need the international prefix if you're calling from outside the United States. Or if you've got Skype out, not ordinary Skype, you need credit on your Skype, you can use the uh, dot 66.212 dot 134.192. and when you call in you will hear a lady's voice asking you to input the call id which is double one double two seven two followed by the pound key and for those people like me in the uk that is the hash symbol not the uk pound sign it's the uh, two vertical lines and two cross hatch lines it's uh, what we call um, that and then you uh, can join as a guest by putting one and pound in and join as a guest, or you can sign up and join to talk to you. Uh, and that is where we are. While there's just me in the room, I'll run these shows about 35, 40 minutes. If I'm joined, as I am uh, on many occasions by uh, uh, members that pop in, and um, one or two that actually come very regularly, then we will go a little bit longer. Uh, last week's episode, uh, the aptly named and uh, numbered episode 54, I was uh, doing a little um, report on the Corks Out event uh, that I went to in Manchester near the Bridgewater Canal uh, with my friend Jack. That was on 30th of August. And that was on Cabernet Day. Um, and uh, the pictures are up on my now Flickr page. That's uh, my Dave AC Flickr. And it's www flickrcom forward slash photos day they see and those are the most recent pictures on the first page there's about 25 of them there uh, I did put one video up on my DAC100 video page uh, and I did actually play the audio from that uh, some of the videos I took the background noise was so much and uh, some of the other audio I took I did say I was going to try and clean it up but uh, I couldn't improve upon it to the extent that I think it would be fair to play it on this recording, given that once I play it into the recording, it would get recoded again for the torture recording, so any gain in quality that I have made would then be lost with it being recoded a third time, so I, I will spare you that, and again, before we get on to the main topic before before I even have a sip of my drink. Uh, One exciting thing is that um, I've just realised that um, we're fast approaching another international grape variety day and that will be the feature of next week's show, the aptly numbered 56 um, because uh, it's a few days before but on the Friday the 21st of September and I'll mention all this at the the end, uh, it's uh, International Grenache Day and so that will be The main focus of that episode. We, of course, will be going out on Tuesday the 18th, but that gives you three days to go and buy yourself a bottle to toast and drink on that day. It's another way of using wine to celebrate. Okay, the the usual format is, as I say, when it's me on my own, I uh, post uh, a twitpic picture of the wine I'm drinking and I'm going to drink it online. But just before that, I'm just going to have a little sip of water. OK, The let me just find my little link. There's only been about 16 viewings of that, but I don't want to click on it again, because basically when I do that, I'm only adding to the number, uh, and that is not really uh, what I want. I want to see how many other people do. OK, the wine I have got... It's from South uh, Australia this time. It's uh, a blended wine with Cabernet Sauvignon, Shiraz and Merlot in that order. 2011 and it's called The Fair Mile. That's M-I-L-E. The Fair Mile. And um, it's a wine from Tesco's and I paid uh, £7.49 for it which I think is um about twelve dollars probably equivalent to about twelve dollars in u.s money it's been open a good hour and a half in fact now and i am getting definite bramble fruits and blackcurrant mm, it's got a lovely uh lovely nose on it not a lot else uh but let's have a taste that's nice that's fruity there's a little bit of heat there's certainly a little bit of spice not much oak and a slightly chocolatey edge I think to that Uh, but let me uh, read you out the URL of the Twitpick and then you can see the picture of the bottle itself remember uh, uh, Twitpick it's all small case letters and I'm hoping that one of these letters is a letter and not a number. Uh, hmm. I think... I'm not sure if that's a number. We'll have to try that. It's twitpic.com forward slash and it appears to be... I think it's a one, actually. That So it's twitpic.com forward slash at three. CS, but I just want to say to you that the um, the one looks like an L, so it could be an L. So it's it's either twitpick.com forward slash although I, no, I think it's a one Twitpick.com forward slash at one three CS and thirteen and a half percent. I can't remember if I mentioned that and. Um, let me just read a little bit of what it says on the back label. I'm quite enjoying that, actually. In fact, I'll have another sip first. Hmm. I think my friend uh, Ian the Sixth Doctor would like this one. The Fair Mile starts its journey in the sunny vineyards of South Eastern Australia, where it is carefully blended from Cabernet, Shiraz and Merlot grapes brimming with aromas of plum Ooh, plum and bramble with juicy black currants and chocolate flavours and a hint of spice on the finish. And uh, one glass of this uh, is equivalent to 1.7 units. It's soft and fruity, <laughs> just right for us. And that gives it a grade of C as a red wine. And um, I think that is actually a very nice wine indeed at that price let me have a little look at the link i've got here again i've got the link for the tesco wine somewhere i've got so many links open now there's no way i'm going to be able to read this long link out you'll fall asleep during the course of me reading it but sufficient to say it's www.tesco.com forward slash wine forward slash product and then if you put in the fair mile, the fair mile, and fair is spelt, by the way, F A I R. Oh, excuse me. Um, then you'll find a little bit about it. Let's see what information they can add to what I know. Well, they sell it by the uh, small case at uh, forty-five pound for a case, brimming with it. Oh, it's just exactly the same as it does. Let me see what the a key facts here, which gives me a little bit more information. Uh, oh, the the producer is accolade wines. Ah, I hadn't noticed that before. Accolade wines. Um, I wonder if I can quickly search that while uh, while we're talking. Just checking to make sure that I don't miss anybody come in. Accolade Wine. Let's see. Let me put the URL in here. And it is www.accolade-wines.com And it's asking me to put in my age. So I'll put it in since I'm a good boy. And a rather old boy at that. So... Let me just put that in. I don't have to put it in exactly, but, oh, they're the producers of... Uh, I've just noticed at the bottom of that, they're also the same producers of Echo Wines and um, Banrock Station Wines. Right. Now, looking at this page, oh, I've just noticed that they do stalls. They must be a big operation. This I think we've mentioned them before. Hardys, Echo Falls, Banrock Station at Stoll's, um Kumla, ala really is uh, a very, very large wine producer. Right, search. Let's put in the. Now you know it's live, don't you, folks? The f- the fair mail. Let's see. Your search entered no results. Well, that's strange. it's it's your wine. Okay, and I've just brought out, let me just put this link in, because this might be quite interesting, and we will be getting on to our topic. By the way, the topic is um, dinner party wine, Uh, and we will get to that in a moment, but again, uh, uh, let's look here. We've got Harveys, Echo Falls, Banrock Station, Stolls, uh, Nobleo, I think that's how you pronounce it, uh, Ravenswood, or oh, I love Ravenwood, Dell, Gran Tierra, um, Monkey Bay, Flagstone, quite a few, but it's not showing up. Oh, Robert Mondavi as well, had the Robert Mondavi wines. Well, that's strange, but that's exactly what it says on the Tesco's. Uh, perhaps they just ship it. And don't necessarily produce this particular wine. So I'm going to close that link. Let me just close. What I'm trying to do is close the links as I uh, get them. Um... Oh, and I'm just looking here that Tesco's also do um, a Fair Mile Chardonnay as well. So um, there's uh, a few of those wines, and that. um, that list is, by the way, uh, Wines Direct. That's www.winesdirect.co.uk and then products and then Fair Mile and so on. So I'm going to move that link. I'm trying to move these quickly so um, I can clear the way. Okay, now the, I've told you about the wine I'm going to have another little taste. it's still just me in the room so we'll go on to the main topic now i'd originally intended the, the the topic by the way is dinner party wines you're arranging a a party you don't know necessarily all of the people's preferences i i, I was asking what sort of wines would you bring um hoping that we'll get a little bit of a dialogue going but obviously with just me in here uh, we can't do that so uh as a Uh, backup preparation as it were I went and found a few sites that have information and hints about possible suggestions and I actually came off my previous plan of uh, coming up with my own list because as you probably know if you've listened back to some of my recordings um, I tend to like mostly red wines almost exclusively red wines which could mean I could put the nose out of joint of at least half my guests so what i decided to do was to uh, use the internet and uh, find a few informational ones that would help so let me um start by going to the perhaps the simplest place that you could get help from and uh, this is no reflection on you dear listener but the page i'm going to It's a dummies page. Yes, it's www.dummies.com. How to, that's hyphenated, forward slash content, forward slash, and these are all hyphenated, entertaining with wine at a dinner party. So we're starting with the simplest one here. And uh, let's just read a little bit of the information that they suggest provide our offer to you as a a prospective host and we'll just read a little bit of it when you're hosting a dinner party you probably uh, serve more wines than you would during a normal dinner instead of just one wine throughout the meal you may want to serve a different wine with every course many people serve two wines at the table a white wine with the first course and a red wine with the entree because you want every wine to taste even better than the one before uh, besides uh, blending perfectly with the food you're serving, you should give some thought to the sequence in which those wines will be served. And uh, just as I pause there for a moment, as I have guest two come into the room, guest two, I'll allow you chat. Welcome to Big and Fruity. i just in the preamble where I've been tasting the wine that I have to hand. I'll just put the TwitPic link in here of the wine I'm drinking. The wine is um, a Southeast Australian red wine. It's called the Fair Mile from Southeastern Australia, 13.5% 2011, and it's a blended wine, Cabernet Sauvignon, Shiraz and Merlot, sold here in the UK through uh, Tesco's, and the price is uh, just under £7.50, which equates to just around $12.00. And um, very nice too. we're just getting on to the main topic of this episode 55 which is dinner party wines and I'm just gone to a few of the websites uh, that give um, information I was going to suggest my own offerings but since I drink exclusively red wines that would be rather unbalanced help so I'm just reading from this link that I've put in the room just prior to you arriving so just in case you're not in the pro client and can't see that link, I will repeat it. And we're doing a dummies.com page as we started here. So let me read that last sentence again, and uh, I hope you will listen along, guest, too. Um, you should give some thought to the sequence in which the wines will be served. The classic guidelines are the following white wine before red wine, light wine before heavy wine, dry wine before sweet wine simple wine before complex richly flavored wines so that is a four-point guide that's pretty easy to assimilate and remember might be oversimplified for some of our listeners but nonetheless i'm going to repeat it white wine before red light wine before heavy wine dry wine before sweet wine simple wine before complex wine and then that actually seems to be very sound advice indeed. Uh, and um, just a couple of more sections. I want you to go and read this site yourselves. Um, serving wine before dinner. Even if you don't plan to serve hors d'oeuvres, you probably want to offer your guests a drink when they arrive, relaxing the tone for the evening. Try serving uh, champagne as aperitif. Uh, r and since I'm from the UK, a British sparkling wine. Um, champagne honors your guests a glass of champagne is compelling enough to spend a thoughtful moment tasting it um uh, one thing i should say again some champagnes can be very dry indeed so just be careful about all these decks semi-deck and so on you don't want one that is too dry i think how much wine is enough Uh, uh, the necessary quantity of each wine depends on all sorts of issue obviously including uh, the number of wines you have to serve the pace of the service the size of the wine glasses and also of course if you're using the correct glasses for each of those things and uh, just thank you to guests too who's had to drop out thank you for popping by okay i'm not going to read any more from that link Uh, let's just move on let's move to perhaps um, (laughs) the opposite end and perhaps something that um, people in the United States may be more familiar for advice. Not uh, dummies, but Opera Winfrey. Yes, it's www.oprah.com. That's spelled O-P-R-A-H. And this is uh, how to buy wine for a party. So let's just read a tiny bit of the advice that they offer. Right. How many wines do you buy for a party? That's a straightforward advice. Figure that one bottle of wine will serve five to six glasses. At a party where people drink mostly wine, plan on about three glasses per person. Oh dear, dear, dear me! Uh, I don't think that would do at my sort of dinner glasses, especially if you're going to have a champagne before and maybe a dessert wine after. So I would think at least five. On the other hand, you can take that into account. You don't need to give them a glass that will hold a third of a bottle you can give them a modestly sized glass you don't need to fill it up to the brim it's not being mean you can always suggest when you're giving them out if you like that there's plenty more please feel free to top up your glass um, if you can keep those measurements to the one 125 milliliter size that actually will give you the six glasses out of your bottle and um also it's a small enough uh size that if a person particularly likes a wine uh, they could uh, feel free to have a second glass without feeling as though they're slurping all your wine this is a good point always keep some extra bottles on hand now the obvious thing that goes in there and that, uh, i'm sure it will mention it somewhere on this page is you also have got to think of the temperature of the wines Uh, We've mentioned this before, um, and certainly in warm climates, your red wine you put into the fridge 20 minutes before you drink it to bring it down to 60, 58 degrees uh, centigrade, where your house might be 70, 75, 80. And with the white wines, you put them in the fridge a long time before and take them out 20 minutes before you want to drink them so that they come out of the fridge, maybe chilled, down to, you know, 30-odd degrees, 38 degrees, 42 degrees, and then can warm up a little bit. So remember that you need to have some of those white wines and rosés chilled. But again, I've said this on the show, a few wine experts have said that there is a tendency for people to over-chill white wines and and to drink red wines actually rather too warm. Okay, again, let me just um, read a little. Yes, let's read this little thing, because this is a point that uh, most people will have issues with, are I'll be unsure. One of the questions posed on this opera site is, can you offer both red and white regardless of the food? Well, I think, let's read what it says. Because you can't predict what people prefer, choose wines that won't overwhelm the food. Recommend uh, Recommended white wines, Pinot Grigio, Chardonnay. Recommended red wines, Washington State Merlots. Pinot Noir from Burgundy, Californian and Oregon. Shiraz from Chile and Australia. Cabernet Sauvignons from France, Chile and California. And I would add uh, uh, other ones in there. And certainly uh, Spanish Tempranillos, rioccas And of course, maybe Zinfandel's. And even maybe... Uh, Ice wines as well, and of course um, the king of wines that people talk about, the 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 riesling. Um, so, uh, our streamer I can never pronounce that word, but you know what I mean, Streamer ah, I'm going to give up. The whole point is that um, you know you may be having a, a a fish starter or whatever, so you remember you need a, a crisp mineral based white wine to go with any sort of seafood and um, you also of course can have some roses or a white Zinfandel so again I don't want to read let me just read one more bit from this what about dessert wines Um, the wine should be at least as sweet as the dessert and it will taste thin Um, and of course you're having this uh, at the end Just remember that sparkling wines that say Demisec on the label are sweeter um, than uh, the other ones. And I'm just going to actually talk about one of the wines that I have. I think I've kept that flicker picture to hand. Did I do it? Just one, bear with me, one. There it is. Um, When I go to... um, the uh, wine, the Virgin Wine tastings in Manchester. I always end up at uh, this table, and, I'm, and I can't read that long URL out, but I will tell you the wine. It's a, a, a Bordeaux, a white Bordeaux. It is Chateau de Soule, um and it is a lovely, sold in half bottles, 500ml, well, larger than half bottles, 500 milliliter bottles, quite inexpensive, but an absolutely beautiful white wine, Grand Vin de Bordeaux, Chateau de Soule, and that would uh, grace any uh, cheeses or um, uh, end of the meal, absolutely beautiful that is. Okay, back back on target, David. So let me not read anything more from the Opera with site. Let's go to another page. And uh, we just check the time. Yep, yeah, we're well on target here. So this page is entitled Dinner at Home. So it's dinnerathome.co.uk forward slash dinner-party-ideas and it says, 26 wine and drinks for your dinner party. And again, we recap some of the things that are covered on some of the other pages. How much wine to buy, which wine to serve. Uh, again, this takes up the um, the white wine with fish, red wine with meat question. And let's read what they say. While this is, is true in many cases, there are exceptions. You would not wish to be overpowered the flavour of a delicate fish dish with a full-bodied red wine. And the subtleties of white wine may be lost if served with a rich beef casserole. And then they've got the, the grape varieties and so on, um, and t- mentions for white wine. Not so much recommending actual particular vintages or labels or wines themselves. Mainly they're taking it on giving you the grape variety. So make sure you've got a Chardonnay, a Riesling, a Sauvignon Blanc, a Sémilium, and in the red wines, the ones to look out for, of course, are Camelet Sauvignon, Gamay, Grenache, Merlot, uh, Pilatej, Shiraz, Tempranillo, and so on. So, quite a lot of uh, good information there. Again, uh, I am only briefly referring to these pages. I'm not trying to just use all their content. I'm trying to direct you to suitable places to find Similar sorts of information. All these links are going into the room. If you use Chat Grabber, go to Google, put the word Chat Grabber in, go to the Chat Grabber page, put in this you call ID, 112272. Click on the down button to episode 55, and you'll be able to read all the URLs that I've put in thus far and any more that I do so. And this is a page that's called um, best wines for a dinner party in September. Now I like this one because one of the things that I was concerned about is that um, wines you may recommend to have in a summer barbecue and wines that you recommend to have on a a New Year's Eve uh, dinner party are not necessarily going to be similar. And of course it might be similar if you're having your Christmas party but you're having it in Australia where it is hot for Christmas. So Uh, you need to take into account, obviously, all these variables. So we're at, it's a Yahoo-related page, and it's uh, voices.yahoo.com, and again, all with dashes now, best dinner, uh, best wines dinner party September.
0: Okay, let's
1: have a look and read and see if we can pick something slightly different here to... uh, Oh there, it's got that name that I was gonna mention. Let's um let's uh spi- a spicy wine like Gewürztraminer. Did I get it right? The main the name means spicy grape. Washington Hills Gewürztraminer is spicy with a taste of honeysuckle. This wine will go well with any spicy dish with spices like nutmeg and cinnamon uh so that's nice. Uh, Cabernet Sauvignon, uh, Cabernet um, Pinot, oh, uh, Pinot Grigio, a dry white wine, hints of honeysuckle, apples, pears, apricots and uh, pineapples. Uh, white Zinfandel, Stutterholm White Zinfandel is crisp and has strawberry and watermelon flavours. goes well with spicy dishes like Mexican and Latin. Of course, spicy foods you're going to have to really take a little bit more care over. So uh, that is um, a lovely piece of information. Um, I'm just going to mention one other... Well, actually, I'm going to mention two, but one of the ones I wanted to mention is that um, if you're a member of the Wine Lovers discussion group, that's the www.wineloverspage.com, uh, they, uh, lots of people who post there are always keen to get pairings of wine and food, and there's an awful lot of... Um, information there Uh, there's even an Israeli and kosher wine forum so um, if you are a person that has um, particular requirements for that and I haven't mentioned either I suppose I should have done um, you may be hosting a party that is for vegetarians now luckily nowadays wines are usually marked with that V if they are suitable for vegetarians so you may be having a party Where the food is suitable for vegetarians, you want to absolutely make sure you don't offend those vegetarians by making sure that uh, it has that V symbol on the label of the wine. Oh, and that reminds me one other thing you should also, and again, out what you probably think, why is he telling us simple stuff like this? We know that. You obviously would want to have um, non alcoholic drinks there for those that don't choose to drink of the designated drive and so on, are indeed uh, the last Christmas uh, uh, with our family, we alternate who does the Christmas dinner party. So it's two years ago that I did it. I'll be doing it again this year. And for one of the couples that was coming that I knew were having to drive off because they were going to go to another relative's to stay overnight for the next day, um, I knew they liked wine but we're having to drive after the event. So I actually bought in a bottle of non-alcoholic wine. Now, that's about as far as the success went. I'm afraid it wasn't a particularly nice troll. And um, after a half a glass of it, uh, the person said, um, have you got any fruit juice? Uh, <laughs> and uh, the bottle basically got poured away. But the point was, as a host... I had that to offer them, so that they didn't feel uh, excluded from the thing. So that at least they had a wine for when we all made a toast. And uh, 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 and they said afterwards at a later meeting, they said uh, although it wasn't particularly nice, they did feel as though it allowed them to feel you know more in the party spirit, you know, holding a glass, toasting, uh, even though the wine itself was a disappointment. OK, um, right, yes, here we are. I did see we had one more. And uh, I'm going to go to this link and put it in the room. And let me read the URL. I think I can read this one out. It's thekitchen, that's one word, dot com, forward slash, again with dashes in between, dinner, party, wines, to impress, dash, and then it's a number. One double four seven five three. Read it all again. Www the kitchen oh and kitchen is spelled uh, slightly different. It's um, k i t c h n dot com. Dinner party wise to impress. One double four seven five three. And it says on the page six impressive yet budget-friendly dinner-party wines. So that's actually recommending particular wines. I'm not sure whether I should read that. I'm just going to read and see if it's got any hints. Well, let me just um, say the general theme that uh, this wine writer has written. He said, um, uh, just as a guidance, um, when selecting the wines they they gave themselves a maximum of twenty dollars per wine so let's say in the uk that would be um 12 to 14 pounds and, and i would say in the uk probably uh, certainly 14 pounds tw- even 12.99 would probably be a reasonable limit Um the average of the wines that they bought ended up being just 15 or oh, that's a good one and fifty cents, which is equivalent to 10 pounds so if you're going to buy, let's say you're going to buy the sparkling wine, may cost more. The um, the actual um, dessert wine could either actually cost more, or you could end up getting, as I said, just the smaller size bottle, the 500 mils. So let's exclude those for the moment. So let's say you have um, three whites, a couple of rosés, and for, you're going to you're going to be into a hundred dollars, aren't you? Sorry, hundred pounds. Um, but don't forget, what doesn't get drunk on the night, hopefully it will keep, and you don't necessarily have to open all of those bottles, you just want to be able to offer your uh, guests a choice. Uh, I'm not going to read the actual individual uh, wines, because I don't know, they're not necessarily ones that I'm that familiar with, and I'm also aware that I've been talking now for over 40 minutes. So there you are. Let's just summarise very quickly. Uh, take into account whether, how well you know the people. Take into account the number. Take into account the time of the year. The sort of food that you're going to be having. Try and think of some matches, but also don't think that, you know, if somebody is having a fish food course, you only offer them the white wine you consider is suitable you could always easily put a white Zinfandel down or, um, uh, or a rosy on the table. Uh, then that you could even put two bottles that stay on the table all the way around for three courses so that somebody, if they don't want to have three or four different wines, can just say, oh, no, I'll just pour themselves another glass of that. Be careful about getting the temperature right. Try and have a, a variety of stemware so that... Um, And try not to go, you know, I mean, I'm drinking out of a a glass here that can easily hold a third of a bottle. 250 milliliters, no problem. Uh, That may be a little bit generous to the point of your guest's health. And of course, if you can offer uh, a wine that is safe for vegans to drink and maybe even a non-alcoholic wine, uh, then you will have done a good job. You may even, of course, want other drinks. You may want some uh, a sherry or a fortified wine. You may indeed need uh, want some brandy or, or something to mix for those who uh, don't like um, drinking much wine. So I think I'm going to stop at 43 minutes and just remind you that you're most welcome to come on this show live. As I said, I don't script the show. I'm talking off the cuff for 40 minutes, which, as you can tell, is not that easy. The idea is that I'm making a room open so people can come in and tell me about their thoughts about wine. If we do get uh, to a case where we have a number of people in the room, then the topic will take a back step rather quickly as we explore people's likes and dislikes. Okay, so reminding you that on Friday the 21st of September, it's International Grenache Day, and therefore on the Tuesday prior to that, Tuesday the 18th of September at 5pm Eastern Daylight Time on torture double one double two ID 112272. Big and Fruity will focus on that. And with that, I think we will find our jazz uh, pod safe outro music and say thank you again for listening. Hope the audio quality is being good and uh, catch you again. And uh, if you do drink wine, enjoy it. Uh, in moderation, like myself. <coughs> yes. Yeah. There we go. Bye-bye, everyone.